Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Thank you for joining me, man. Today, I, uh, <laughs> I'm coming out of the gym, and uh, there's four cop cars near my truck in the parking lot. And I'm like, well, today's the day. <laughs> I'm like, it's a beautiful day for this, too. Sun shining. A balmy 40 degrees. <laughs> the leaves, I started getting poetic with it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to die here in the Foley's parking lot. This is not taking me alive. And uh, somebody else, somebody else, some kid got arrested. They just towed his truck or his car and everything. Imagine that. You get out from the gym and you, like, go to your car and you just get arrested. <laughs> that would suck. They towed the kids. Dude, they, that, they were quick. Threw the kid in the cop car. There's two Scarborough cops and two South Portland cops. They took them out of the Scarborough. They put them in the Scarborough uh, car first. And then put them in a, popped them in the South Portland car when they showed up. And then towed his car. Boom, bing, bang, boom. Half hour, done. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I didn't see, I didn't get a chance to see who it was. I wonder what he's in trouble for. But dude, I'm not going to lie. It's so funny. The, the, I had the lady at the front desk dying. Because I go to walk outside. And I just turned around and walked right back in. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I hope they're not for me. And she was telling me that they, they you know, put some kid in handcuffs. I'm like, all right, all right, all right, good, I'm still. But then one just sat by my truck. So I go out, I'm like, all right, what's, is he looking at my registration that I haven't done yet? It's my act of rebellion. I'm like, is he going to pull me over as soon as I pull out of here? What's he going to do? So I sat there, I sat there, I'm like pretending to be on my phone, like checking my bank accounts. <laughs> and I just eventually, all right, I just left and he didn't follow me yet. So that's, that's my, like, I think my worst fear is getting penned up, bro. Uh, I don't, I don't do well <laughs> being restrained. Uh, I don't do well with enclosed spaces. You know, I just, uh, you know, you wouldn't be able to take me alive. I don't, I don't think. I don't think. I just, um, when I got committed for 72 hours, I was telling my friend Emily the other night, and I've talked about that on here. That was the worst experience of my life. It if it wasn't for that security guard who I'm convinced is an angel, was an angel, um, I don't know what would have happened. But, yeah. So, anyways, we don't need to think about that because nothing happened. Just, you know, everything in this country is a joke, dude. Like, you could, you'll do more time in jail. Like, dude, well, Canada's pretty bad. Like, you could go to jail in Canada and Great Britain long, for, like, calling somebody a word longer than you would for diddling kids. Isn't that crazy? That's, that's where, wow, that Costco went up fast. November 17th, grand opening. Holy smokes. They opened up a Costco over here, and it's, I swear they just broke ground a couple months ago, and it's already like, bam, gas bumps and everything. That's sweet, because right next to the gym, I could hit Costco, get cheap gas. I'm going to get a membership there for sure. going to get a member. I've, I've got Sam's Club. I don't know. I just feel like I like Costco better now for some reason. What do you guys think? Sam's Club, Costco. What's the big uh, store down in uh, Florida? What are they? I can't remember the name of it. I don't remember. But anyways, so 
Yeah, uh, thought I was going to get clipped there for a second, but we're good. Ran into my buddy. He gave me the second book in the Berserk, Berserker st- series. Berserker, Berserk, yeah, Berserk. In the Berserk series. I just, I'm going to be honest, guys. I got sucked into anime. <laughs> I did. Now, I still think an obsession with it is super gay, but I under, I get it now. Like, I'm watching, uh, what is it, Jujutsu Kaisen or whatever. It's one of the more popular ones. Dude, these shows rip. Like, they're so good. They're, like, kind of, like, there's sometimes it's really corny, and I'd be, like, embarrassed if somebody saw me, like, my wife walked in and saw, like, you know, that one part of the show. I'd be like, ah, oh, this, is, this is super gay. Here I am. I'm 31 years old. I'm watching cartoons. But um, <clears throat> just good storylines really cool like it's like art man super creative the animation's beautiful um i'm a big fan i really like a, what's his name koji kojo something like that it's uh i i identify with that character very strongly i've noticed i um i have to be careful I, i'm i'm a weirdo I'm a, I'm a weirdo not that we didn't know that already but when I watch shows, I have a tendency to deeply attach with certain characters. Not attach, but like assign maybe a little bit too much similarity. Like, like a big one was like uh, Ragnar and Vikings. Another one was Tommy Shelby. You know, I tend to identify with like dark, strong male protagonist. I don't mean dark skin color, obviously. I mean, like, dark. Dark side, but they mean well. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I really strongly identify with uh, protagonists like that. And I think Koji or whatever, Kojo, I don't know his name. Koji, right? K-O-J-I. That's who I'm talking about. Kojo. Maybe it's Kojo. I don't know. But, like, I like a little bit of a mean streak you know, I just, I really strongly identify with the characters. And if I'm not careful, I want to start to behave in ways that I should. I know this sounds so weird, but it's true. There's something wrong with my personality because I'm too easily influenced. Not anymore, not like I used to be. But like when, when Vikings first came out, I was literally walking around with guyliner wanting to split people's skulls open with an axe. You know what I mean? Like, there's something going on there. I wonder what it is. What happened to me in my childhood? You know, and I was thinking, I've been doing a lot of um, introspection recently. Like, I think it was Saturday. I sat outside in one of our uh, reclining lawn chairs for like three hours and just no, really didn't touch my phone and just sat there and did some deep thought. And, uh, I was thinking a lot about my childhood and how I used to be as a teenager and as a kid. And I uh, I think this is important to do. Because a lot of people, they go through their life just behaving certain ways without ever examining why they behave the way that they behave. And, um, you know, I, I, when, I, when I think back to my childhood and being a teenager, wow, the semi's coming up on my rear quick. Please slow down. Please slow down. We're stuck behind a damn garbage truck, bro. Come on. Go around him. Jodas. Um, 
I noticed the trend like where I feel like when I was a kid and a teenager, I needed a lot of approval from other people. I was very scared of criticism and very needy when it came to other people's opinions of me. It's so weird. Like, in high school, I was so, uh, like, I was popular, student council president, homecoming king. And then college, I completely retreated into myself. Like, didn't talk to a whole lot of people, didn't socialize much. Lacked a lot of self-confidence. Um, and then I got out got into sales and I, I, I you know, I, I really kind of blossomed into the person that I am now. So I, I like look at my, I almost think I got it figured out. I think that I didn't get, like, I, I want to be careful without, because we were raised really, really well. But, you know, it was more like, um. Like, my dad was just, like, old school, you know, more tough. And, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. He said good job a lot, you know. But I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I think for some reason as a child, I feel like I um, needed more reassurance. Like, I didn't, I was very unsure of myself and was constantly, like, my high achievement through athletics and, and academics and school was driven by a need for approval. I didn't have a solid goal. I didn't have really an, um, uh, the end that justified the means, so to speak. Like, it wasn't like I was getting really good grades so I could go to school and be an astrophysicist. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't have a goal. I wasn't working my ass off and wrestling because I wanted to go D1. I didn't, I, in fact, I knew I didn't want to wrestle in college. So, I did a lot of what I did in high school and middle school to gain approval. Approval from teachers, approval from my parents, approval from peers. Like I was addicted to go. We're stuck behind this. This stretch of road here, man, I'm telling you, is just if it's not bumper to bumper traffic, it's like a back road, dude. It's it's some like the garbage guy can pull his ass off to the side of the road and let this massive line of traffic that's accumulated behind him go like free up the traffic bro it's like the school bus how they pull over and let people go because they know they're holding traffic up for 17 miles sorry i'm cranky is it 851 or not okay it's 851 i look down at my clock there on my truck i'm like whoa 851 Anyways, so I did a lot of what I did in high school because I wanted other people's approval. And I didn't have good goals. And that's not necessarily a healthy reason to excel. So what I think happened was when I got to college, I think I was like angry because I couldn't seem to get enough. It's like approval for me from others. It's so funny me talking about this now because now I'm the opposite. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you can, and I live that every single day. If you know me, you know I do. Now, don't get me wrong. I do want those closest to me to approve of me. I have a hard time dealing with uh, when people that are close to me are disappointed in me. Um, I don't deal with that well, which is a weakness of mine. But I don't need... 
Like I wanted, I used to in high school, college, I wanted the approval of everybody. So like I went to college and I think I was like mad that I couldn't get like, because when you go to college, so like high school, you build a reputation for yourself. Again, student council president, like homecoming king. And then I go to college and I'm just an, another skinny dude. You know what I mean? And I think that made me angry. And so like I retreated in myself in college. And uh, I think I retreated within myself in college. I know I did. Like I said, I didn't have a lot of friends. I had a very small group of friends, guys that I was close with, and like three girls I was very close with. I didn't really date anybody in college. I saw a couple girls here and there, but you know that's the thing. Like, if, if I, I, it's so funny because I'm like, dude, if if me, if I were me, who I am now, back in college, I would have ran the joint for sure. I would have ran the whole school, but instead I was just some kid that just sat alone and I dude I ate lunch alone I ate dinner alone it wasn't until I got into rugby that I started to blossom a little bit that towards the end of my junior year and it was funny because I played for half a season and when they went to do elections they elected me the president for our senior year and then we went undefeated and unscored on that year now because we're the only team that did off season so it was like once I got into a clique of people, they could immediately recognize, you know, leadership ability and all that. But um, I did everything alone. Everything, man. I ate alone. Like when I say I ate lunch and dinner alone every single day, I ate lunch and dinner alone every single day, pretty much. Um, I didn't like people. I had a lot of insecurity. Like I, going out to parties and stuff like that was really, really stressful for me. Um, you know, when I was invited to parties, I, I was very, it stressed me out. I can remember um, I was uh, sitting there eating lunch one day by myself and this girl came up and uh, she's like, hey, we have our formal next week. My friend over there um, wants you to be your date. And I look over and it was actually just this beautiful black girl. Like when I say black, she was like dark, like, but she was gorgeous. You know what I'm saying? There's like black and then there's like brown. And so like she was like, like right from Africa, black, big curly hair. She was beautiful, beautiful girl. And I can remember like saying yes, but being absolutely mortified, which is so funny because that's not at all who I am now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyways, I went with her. We had a great time. We had an awesome, awesome time. Um, and we ended up talking for a while and then I think summer vacation and then, you know, you just got to stop talking. I don't even really think I had a cell phone at that point. Um, I'm trying to remember her name. She had like an ethnic name. I can't remember. She, um, I can't, I don't remember her name at all. But anyways, uh, I, it was just so funny to me. It's just so funny to me thinking about these things. Um, now because I'm so different now. And, you know, I went through this again when I when I was in life insurance. You know what I mean? Like, I got, I got trapped in the approval cycle. And I had to pretend to be somebody that I wasn't for many, many years. And my cheese completely slipped off my cracker into the abyss. The cheese went right into the abyss. Um, because I was, I was pretending to be somebody I wasn't. I had to act like this um, polished, high drive, you know, salesy. 
I don't know. I, I was pretending to be somebody I wasn't. And I was really good at it. That's the thing. And it, it made me a lot of money. And it, you know, but the, it's funny because I look back at all the people that have betrayed me in my life. They betrayed that version of me because it wasn't real. It wasn't real. So I don't think I came into my, I didn't come into my own man until I left the life insurance gig. I don't think. And really start being, you know, I, I, I didn't really start becoming really secure in myself until the past two, three years. Honestly, now I can say I'm very truly secure in myself. I'm very confident, genuinely confident. Um, and But for many, many years I wasn't. So what's the point of all this? I don't know. So the, the first point of this is I think it's important to do some introspection and retrospection and like try to figure out why you are the way that you are instead of just you know because if you ne- if you never examine why you behave the way that you behave nothing ever changes and I'm always trying to get better like I'm in a constant state of how can I improve how can I be better today than I was yesterday? What areas of my life need the most work? You know, what needs the most attention? How do I fix this issue? How do I fix it? How do I get better here? What am I doing well? I think many people just go through life beginning to end on autopilot. And that's why you see people struggle with things in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and then die with it. Because they never do the hard work of sitting down, alone, quietly facing your demons. That Jiri guy in the UFC that's fighting Pereira here this week, I think it's this weekend. You know, he spent, he says he spent three days alone in a dark room with nothing but water, like didn't eat. And I'm like, you know, I would almost want to do something. It's like my cabin retreat that I want to do here soon. I think I'm going to do it in the winter um, where I just disappear for two days just by myself without a phone and just really do some deep inner work and spend time with God. (laughs) You know, he spent three days, and, and it's so true, he's talking about, like if you can spend three days alone in a dimly lit room with just water and no food. Like, you could do something like that. Most people can't be alone for 15 minutes. And I I know many of you that are listening to me are probably like that. I'm going to tell you right now, that's not good. It's not okay. That's a major, major sign of weakness. You've got a huge... It's not a chink. You have a huge glaring hole in your armor. If you can't sit and be alone with yourself and confront yourself without having a full... And, you know, you can have a panic attack and overcome it and show strength. But, like, if you just quit after a little bit of alone time, that's a major issue. You've got some major problems that need sorted out. There's there's something in you. Anxiety. The reason why I do this is because I still struggle with anxiety. So... I do a lot of this inner work and introspection because I realize there's part of, and this is going to sound gay, but there's parts of me that need healing, right? Like there are. There are parts of me 
You know, I've had bad things happen to me from being a kid all the way to an adult. I've been betrayed. I've been smeared and lied about. I've had just in the past nasty things happen to me and there's just, you know, and I've done nasty things. So it's like you've got to deal with the pain that other people have dealt to you, but also what you've dealt to other people. And what I've, it's like, I know I'm just rambling today, guys. I'm just hoping you get something out of this. I, you know, the point is, is do the inner work. Make sure that you're, and again, if you can't sit with yourself alone, that's a big, big problem. That's a big, big problem. There's something in you that needs fixed. And you'll never be the, you'll never truly and fully meet your true potential until that gets fixed. There's no, there's no getting around it. So I think it's important that you spend time alone and you introspect and you reflect and you think back and you examine your behaviors, you examine your thoughts, you examine yourself to determine why you behave the way that you behave. I think that's important, man. I really do. And... Um, I know it's important because now, you know, like I said before, I can truly say I'm a very confident person. I could, and many of you probably didn't know any of this about me. You guys, many people would probably never even begin to guess that I struggled with confidence issues, that I ate alone, that I was kind of like almost like an outcast for a little bit, that I isolated myself, um, You know, but I did. I did all those things. And I just realized now. That, see, the biggest thing is, and this is and this is what I'll wrap up with, is the more time that you spend trying to ignore the work that needs done within you. And at the end of the day, it's Jesus. If you want immediate healing, it's found in Jesus. But the more time that you spend avoiding that, um, the more time of your the, the more the more of your life you're wasting because you're not living as the person that you can truly live as because many people walk around as imposters there are very few genuine people i feel like i can say and i'm proud of it beyond a shadow of a doubt that i am a genuine person that i am who I say I am and I have my faults and I had my shortcomings and I've made mistakes and I'm probably pretty weird but I can be vulnerable and I think and correct me if I'm wrong I think that's why many of you listen to me and continue to listen to me because you know I'm not trying to pretend to be something that I'm not and that I'm very open about my mistakes I'm very open about my insecurities and issues and on the outside, you guys, if you don't know me very well, you know, you probably see somebody, I don't know how I'm perceived, you might see this, you know, masculine, high achiever, got life figured out, blah, 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 you know, and there's some degree of truth to that, but there's also a lot of things that even now I still struggle with. And I want to encourage you that it's a process and it's in it's it's a process it's going to be it's going to be that way to the day that you die you're never going to be perfect 
you're never going to be perfect. But the point of it all is just getting a little bit better every single day. That compounds over time. You can just get a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better day by day by day by day. Little better, little better, little better. That's what matters because that's that's what will separate you from the rest from everybody else. It's the people that strive to get better daily. There are very few people that do that consciously. So I do want to encourage you to make sure that you're doing the tough inner work. Like it's great to go to the gym and great get in great shape, but if you're if your soul and your spirit sick and lost, it doesn't matter how nice your body is. And eventually it'll root because it, whatever's on the inside will manifest on the outside. I notice that people that deal with, you know, like I would honestly, if you're always sick, I think you've got inner spiritual work to do. Like I find sometimes, you know, I, I tend to think like people, you know, those people that eat really well, take good care of themselves, but they seem to get sick every other week. I think that's a sign, a symptom of something in, in that person that's unhealed. And it's important to do that work. So, all right, that's today's second episode. Love you guys. I hope you have a great day.